Wayfinders, welcome down to another episode of Navigating the Slopes, your weekly HR podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you navigate your employee journey. The employee journey starts before we're even inside a company. So whether you're a candidate on the outside and looking to get in, or an employee and you're on the inside and looking for your next great opportunity, this podcast is for you. We've all been there before. We've had our dream jobs. Uh, we've had five dream jobs that we're applying for, and, and maybe you're just not sure which one to take or you're not hearing back from any of them. So this podcast, talking about resumes, interviews, finding your passion, and just providing weekly insight into what's going on in the world of HR right now. And I know that it's definitely been an interesting um, three weeks with the coronavirus and what that has done for employment and unemployment. Um, And so thanks for joining today. We're going to talk a little bit about coronavirus and the impact that it has on employees working from home, but also candidates and those individuals that may have um, been laid off this week or, or have been looking for work for some time and this coronavirus outbreak is hindering your opportunities to uh, seek employment. So uh, again, thanks for joining today and every single week. I'm your host, Taylor Nelson, and you're listening to Navigating Slopes, HR podcast. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking a little bit about the coronavirus and the impact that it has had on employers and those employees who are actually working from home. Um, I've actually been working from home for the last little bit, so I've been able to come up with five tips, five things that I think are helpful for anyone who is working from home right now. And then after that, we'll shift gears a little bit and kind of flip the coin and talk about five things that are helpful if you are someone who has been laid off or maybe you've been looking for work and the coronavirus outbreak has um, hindered your ability or kind of um, decreased your chances of getting interviews. Or I know a lot of companies, especially here in Utah, um, more specifically kind of in the Lehigh area, are, are shutting down hiring. They're kind of on a hiring freeze until the coronavirus outbreak has been contained and everything is back to normal. Right. So um, just kind of start off with the first thing that would be helpful if you are someone who is working from home. Something that you can do is to keep your routine. I know that working from home is different. I worked from home a couple weeks ago. I've, I've been working from home um, most of this week. And it's definitely a different environment. It's a different feel. So the first thing I would say is just keep your routines. If you're someone that gets up in the morning and you go to the gym or maybe you get up and go uh, to the gym and read a book or you have breakfast at 530 but you don't have to be to the office until 730 or 8 or whenever you start, I would recommend keeping that routine, keeping something familiar, keeping the habit going. Um, you know, you still need to prepare your mind and your body like you are going to work. Uh, every single day when I get up, for example, my morning routine is to uh, get up or stay up after my daughter. You know, she's eight weeks old, so I have the benefit of getting up extremely early most days of the week. So if I'm up at you know between 5.30, 6 o'clock, I'll stay up. Um, I'll go down, read a book, start making breakfast for myself, and I don't have to be into the office until 8 o'clock. But I was able to do those things today and be able to keep my routine, right? I mean, human beings, I think most of us know that we are creatures of habit. And if we break those habits, we aren't going to be productive. If you think of working from home as a vacation of sorts that you can wake up, you don't have to start working until 8.30. So you're going to get up at 8.15, not even brush your teeth. Maybe you put your contacts in, you grab a a bagel or something from the kitchen and you're back into your office and you're working. That's not going to set you up for success. That's not going to allow you to be productive and give your best effort as if you were going to work. And I think just kind of segues into the next step, number two, is to keep as much similarity as possible. I know that it's not going to be the same. Again, 
working from home and working in the office are two completely different atmospheres, different environments. So one thing I would suggest, you know, as far as keeping the similarity is your work from home setup. And what I mean by that is having your laptop, having your monitors set up. If you have a laptop and two monitors, make sure you're getting those if the company that you're working for allows you to do that. You know, when I'm at work, I have a laptop and two monitors. Um, luckily, I was able to take my laptop home and, and I have a monitor. So it, it's right there it's as similar as I could possibly make it at home. Again, I took my keyboard, I took my mouse. Um, usually when I'm working, since I do a lot of recruiting and passive recruiting, so I'm not usually talking to a lot of people every single day. Um, I have my playlist going, I have my music going on in the background. So try and keep the atmosphere of, of what, what you're used to and bring that with you. Um, again, another thing is separation from family or, or roommates or other people if possible. And that's not to say that you should just kind of remove yourself from, from your wife and, and your kids or roommates or anything, but you want to try and minimize the distractions if possible, you know, get in a room that's empty or maybe out in your garage. Uh, I've seen some really great work from home pictures of people, um, in, in their garage or maybe outside or maybe in like a storage closet, unfinished basement. Um, right now my work from home setup is in my, uh, daughter's nursery. She's eight weeks old. She doesn't sleep in here yet. So I've been able to kind of set up camp and I've been in here, um, since last week. So again, I'm, I'm removing myself from any distractions that I have rather than setting up my monitors and my workstation down in the living room or in the kitchen or, anywhere else, you know, I'm able to be kind of private, I'm able to remove myself from, um, from the, the day to day that's going on downstairs or anywhere else in the house. Um, and then another thing that I would keep in mind is, is your technology ready to go and to work for you? Do you need to download software? Do you need to have other um, files available to you? Is your internet connection strong enough? Is your, is your bandwidth going to be able to run all of the systems that you need to um, are there going to be other people in your house that are going to be working from home? These are a lot of things that uh, I didn't really keep in mind. Luckily for myself, I'm the only one in the home that will be working uh, from home. So it's it's not a huge deal. And I definitely do have the internet connection. So definitely keep those things in mind and keep the similarity as much as possible. It's not going to be your office. It's not going to be your regular desk. It's not going to be anywhere near what you're used to. But if you can make it that way, and then going back to the first point of keeping your routines, if you can have the similarity, keep your habits going as much as possible, you're going to allow yourself, your mind, your body to feel like you are going to work. Um, the next thing is what you can do to stay engaged and interactive with your team. You know, everyone else in your organization who is working from home is in a similar situation to you, right? They're, they're trying to make it work. Their laptops and monitors are set up on uh, makeshift desks or they're using their kids bedrooms or they're out in their garage and they're parking in the driveway etc etc the, the list goes on and on of just unique situations and things that people have to kind of start doing because they're working from home and you're not as prepared as you can be so stay active on linkedin stay active on slack or zoom or uh, microsoft teams or maybe it's facebook or wherever your team members are wherever your team members are communicating make sure you're staying active make sure you're staying engaged and, and get creative right find ways Find ways that are creative, that are unique to keep the company culture alive. An organization that I was at previously, we had a Slack channel and we had a fun committee. And something that we suggested we did was um, kind of an NPA Cribs. Our organization was a digital marketing. NPA was, was the abbreviations for our organization. And so we want to do something fun and, and have everyone in the company 
send pictures or videos of their work from home setup or kind of just let us into their lives a little bit as much as they would like to. Um, and they posted pictures, posted videos to the Slack channel, and that allowed everyone to kind of have fun with working from home and make light of a situation that could definitely be viewed the other way around. And it also gives you a chance to learn a little bit about your coworkers. I, I learned that uh, one of my coworkers had like seven cats. Um, you know, interesting fact about that person. Um, another one of my coworkers was able to take over his wife's art studio, and, and he was able to work from home in that regard. So it's it's interesting to kind of just see where people are setting up shop, where they're they're making these adjustments, but also staying engaged, staying creative. We had a little competition as well to see who had the best work from home setup, who had the worst, uh, who had the most creative and, and those types of things. So stay active, stay engaged. I saw a great post on LinkedIn today um, about people who were having kind of a spirit week. So they had like crazy hair day, crazy hat day, Jersey Thursday, whatever it is, get people involved, get people engaged and keep the fun, keep the culture going because you know, as well as everybody else, you kind of need it. You kind of need that motivation, you need that encouragement, and you need the reason to continue working from home and finding the positive in in what is um, kind of a negative situation. It's fun to work from home. It's great to do that. And that kind of goes into number four is identify some positives. Right. If you're like me, uh, I have two kids, so f- spending more time with my family is great. Being able to shut the computer down every once in a while and, and go take a walk or have lunch or go do things that I wouldn't normally be able to do if I was working in the office. Right. Again, another positive is you don't have to commute. Uh, my commute to work today was walking down my hall, which is about 30 feet uh, into my daughter's room. So I didn't have to commute, didn't have to spend time in traffic, didn't have to spend money on gas. Uh, the only thing I didn't get to do today on my commute was listen to my audiobook, which is something that I've come to really enjoy. But again, that's a positive, right? And also working in your comfort zone. I think everyone would agree that it's a lot easier to work in the comfort of your own home. Um, I only get, you know, right now I'm getting dressed from the waist up. So I'm putting on a polo shirt, I'm doing my hair, um, have sweats and stuff on, on the bottom. So you don't have to get ready, right? Or maybe your organization is one that you don't have to be in meetings or on phone calls or, or video calls. So you're working in in your sweats and a hat or whatever that might look like for you. So those are definitely some positives, and I'm sure there are many others. Those are just three or four of the positives that I've been able to find. Um, Another one, you know, just kind of looking outside with where I'm recording right now in my daughter's room, actually. Um, Don't worry, I'm not recording on the clock, but... You know, I have a great view of, of outside. It's a great day today. So, so I mean, maybe that's another thing going back to, um, you know, another positive is set your workstation up, if possible, somewhere that's, you know, has a has some light, has some good scenery outside and allows you to just kind of take a break and, and take a step back and, and realize that it is a great opportunity to work from home if you're able to do that. Um, the next thing is to manage your expectations and, and have fun. You know, like we mentioned before, you have the opportunity to spend more time with your family or your loved ones or whoever it is that you you spend your time with. Um, You don't have to commute. So it's okay to, you know, do what you can do. Talk about what you can't do. If you're having trouble connecting to this or if the Zoom calls or the Slack channel just isn't working, let somebody know because you're going to be working from home for the foreseeable future. So you might as well make sure that it's worth it Um, and find ways to stay productive. You know, if you're someone in the office, for example, I right now I manage a team of, of interns and a couple of the remote offices within our organization. And it's it's hard for us to kind of get together like we would if we were in the office. Um, but we were able to manage that on our Microsoft Teams uh, and be able to chat and be able to check in with each other. And actually working from home is offering a little bit of a unique perspective because we have just some different things that are going on, you know, um, 
if you're communicating openly and transparently, even uh, just this morning, my my two-year-old daughter came in. I was on the, a meeting with our team, and she came in. She had woken up. She had just this crazy bed head, and, and uh, we just got done potty training her, so she let me know that she had to use the restroom, so I had to put the meeting on hold for a minute and go take care of some dad duties, and that was totally fine, and that's an opportunity that I wouldn't have had if I was working in the office today. So, you know, have some fun. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to get outside the house. Obviously, with the coronavirus thing going on and the social distancing, uh, make sure that you're being smart and being proactive about what you're doing to take care in that regard. But you know, if for future use, if for future use, if you are someone who who can work from home, who does get to work from home, um, you know, go on a walk, go on a run, go on family time activities that you can do. Um, even today. I was able to have an interview this morning. I had a meeting. Um, I was busy up until about 11.30 or noon. Um, and I was able to go have some lunch and take a walk with my wife and my kids. And that's something that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And so there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of managing expectations and just really realizing that it's not going to be the same work that you've been doing for the last number of years or if you just started a number of weeks, right? But you have to be able to manage those expectations, have some fun. Um, and also help out around the house if you can. Get outside, mow the lawn, do the laundry, do the dishes, help with kids, help with brothers or sisters or whoever it is. Uh, it's okay to be able to do those things and, and you have to be able to take a step back from what you're doing and manage these expectations um, and just be able to realize that this situation won't last forever and it is what it is um, and have some fun doing that. So Again, just to repeat the five uh, you know, tips or tricks or things that you can do to effectively work from home. In my opinion, I'm sure there are many other articles and other you know, ideas out there and I'm, they're exactly what you need to hear. But as far as what's been successful for me, what has worked for me over the last two weeks that I've been working from home is to keep your routine, keep as much similarity as possible, transferring things from your office to your home uh, workstation. Number three is to stay engaged and interactive with your team, whether that's on LinkedIn or Slack or Facebook or Microsoft Teams or whatever you're utilizing. Stay engaged, keep the culture alive and fun. Number four is to identify some positives. Um, you know, look for the positive, see the glass uh, half full, right? And, and be that type of person to see some positives in the situation. And number five is to manage your expectations and just have some fun. It's not going to be the same work, but it can be fun. It can be rewarding and make sure that you're doing that. So, we're going to have a little quick break. Um, after that, we're going to talk about five things that you can do if you're a candidate or if you're someone who's looking for work or if the coronavirus has kind of extended um, the reason that you're looking for work. So we'll be back in about 15 seconds and we'll talk about what you can do right now to stay effective as you're still on the job hunt. All right, Wayfinders, welcome back in. Now we are going to kind of shift gears, flip the coin a little bit and be talking about what you can do as a candidate if you're looking for work right now. Maybe you've uh, just experienced a layoff. Again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there's um, I, I just found out uh, last week that 10 people that I was really close with, um, former coworkers actually were let go and, and they're now on the job market. Some very talented individuals that are going to be looking for work right now. So I've come up with five things. Again, there's probably a hundred different things you can do um, as a candidate, if you're looking for work or if the coronavirus is impacting your ability to f successfully go through interviews and, and kind of move forward in the hiring process. But these are five things that, in my opinion, would be extremely helpful and beneficial for you 
to start doing and to kind of implement into your daily life right now. And number one, I think first and foremost is to start at the basic, get your resume ready and looking good, update your experience, update um, the formatting, the content of the resume. You know, maybe you've been in a job for five or six years and you haven't needed to update your resume. Now is a great time to do that. And now is a great time to also um, going into the second phase update your LinkedIn and start connecting with human resources or talent acquisition individuals. Um, There's so many people on LinkedIn who can definitely help out right now. Um, For example, I'm actually going to be talking with a lot of other professionals um, on Thursday. Uh, It's kind of a virtual job fair. And so we'll be able to connect with individuals to hopefully help out and combat some of the the layoffs and some of the unemployment that has been going on lately because of the coronavirus. So the first two points, again, starting with the basics, just getting back to the fundamentals of updating your resume, updating your experience, you know, updating your LinkedIn profile to reflect exactly what your resume says, update skills, connect with people who can help you out in the areas um, that you want to get involved with, leverage your network and, and let it work for you. Just spreading, you know, your name out there. If you post something and one of your connections liked it, their connections are going to see it and then their connections are going to see it. So really uh, allow the the LinkedIn network to work for you and, and put you in front of the people who are hiring. Um, I actually just came across a post a little bit ago that someone said, hey, we're looking for sales positions, sales managers. Most of them are entry level roles, but I was able to tag somebody who I know just barely lost his job. And he hopefully will that something will come up of, of that conversation. But it's just, again, utilizing your network, leveraging that Um, seeing someone's comment or like puts you in front of somebody else that allows that person to put you in front of somebody. So it's just a big um, circle of of networking and being able to leverage that to your, your advantage. Number three is to keep applying and expand your search. You know, you keep applying for jobs. People are hiring, companies are hiring, companies are always looking for work and get into areas that you maybe weren't looking at before, right? Like I mentioned before, if you're someone who's involved with sales. Maybe you've been a closer. Maybe you've been kind of that last person who uh, makes sure the deal gets done. Maybe you need to be looking at business development, or maybe you need to be looking at like an appointment setter position or sales enablement. So you're on the opposite side and and allowing the sales teams to be productive. Uh, Maybe you're someone who's involved with project management. A great opportunity would be getting involved with human resources or talent acquisition or operations. So expanding your skill set a little bit and really diving deep into what your career has looked like. What skills do you have? Do you possess? Do you obtain right now that will allow you to push yourself forward, get through this tough time and allow you to make a difference for an organization? Um, You know, again, I think that goes back to a couple podcasts ago about not pigeonholing yourself, not being kind of that specialist role. And there's definitely a need for those types of people. And, and even my career up to this point, uh, to some extent, has been specialist type of role. I've, I've been recruiting, I've been talent acquisition. So I that is kind of my niche. And that's what I'm really good at. And I'm definitely trying to expand on more of an operations and, and learning and development side. But again, just think outside the box, be creative, keep applying and expand your search a little bit. Um, number four, and this is something not because I work for one, but something that I wish I would have done even when I was going through college and something that I recommend to almost everybody that I know who's looking for work is to utilize a staffing agency. And I'll be honest, when I first um, you know, learned about what a staffing agency was, I kind of had this negative vibe uh, when I was going to school at UVU getting my undergrad. I worked up at a hospital in Salt Lake as a painter. That's what I was doing 
uh, while I was going to college, and I didn't know this at the time, but within my first couple of days, I actually found out that I would be a temporary employee and going through a staffing company. Uh, the staffing company that I went through, you know, when I went to go pick up my first check, man, they had they had like bars on the doors and the windows, and you just walk inside, and it's just like the lights are flickering, and it just seems like this non-professional place where. I would not want to get a job, but the more that I worked there and realized what a difference it was making for me and allowed me to to start working at the hospital full-time actually. So because I was working at the temp agency, I was able to get a full-time position because I was able to leverage my network and and have a good impression on the hospital that they offered me a full-time role. Now I've I've worked in a staffing organization for the last, you know, you know, two years combined, you know, give or take. Um, but it's definitely been a, a great opportunity for me to see what a difference it can make for people. And there have been so many times when someone would come into our office and say, hey, man, I just got laid off or I'm out of school for the summer. I need work and we're putting them in position. So, you know, staffing companies are always hiring companies that they're working for clients that they have are always looking for work. A couple of things that you have to realize is that it may not be the job that you want, but it may be the job that you need right now. It may not be the job that you want to go work for a manufacturing company, putting tables and chairs together for 13 or 14 bucks an hour, but it's the job that you need right now. And and I think uh, short term versus long term should be your mindset is how can I make money right now to support myself, support my family, support my life? And how is this going to help me long term? Because if I can do this production job, if I can do this manufacturing job um, for X number of months until the economy gets back or my company's hiring again or whatever, right, you can do that. And not all staffing companies are hiring for manufacturing or production jobs, even the organization that I work for. We're hiring right now for uh, some engineers, some banking specialists, um, a couple of IT support. So staffing companies really do have such a broad range of clientele that they work with that can definitely help you and get you to where you need to go. And I think it goes back to number three, right? Applying and expanding your search. If you're someone who who is kind of lost and you just don't know what direction to go and take your resume to a staffing agency and let them do the work for you. They have so many clients who are eager to hire. Again, the coronavirus is kind of throwing a wrench into some of this stuff, but companies are hiring. I still go to work every single day and I have for the last two weeks. And People are still hiring. People are still interested in interviewing and sending offers out. So don't get discouraged. Utilize a staffing agency and really, um, you know, really understand that it may not be the job that you want. It may not be the most glamorous thing that you've ever done in your career, but it's the job that you need to continue providing and continue putting the, the right foot forward in your career. And the last thing that I would say, number five, is just to stay positive and don't let this experience define you as a professional, define you as a person. Um, I've Again, I've, I've been in staffing agencies, so I know, you know, I've seen people, I don't understand what it's like to go through that unemployment cycle, but I've seen what it looks like to people, and I've seen how devastating it is for someone to walk in and, and let me know that they've lost their job, or even to some of the people that I heard from last week who, who were just all emotions that they were feeling, you know, just seeing what kind of impact it had on them to, to lose their job, and now they're on the other side of looking for work, and what a great benefit it is for me to be able to be in this field of HR and talent acquisition and be able to leverage my network and really do the research. And it's something that I, I truly love and enjoy and I'm passionate about and I love helping people. And I was able to send over like eight or nine jobs to all of these people and hopefully they get something going because of it. But um, so I guess that's uh, maybe number six, right, is to 
um, find an HR or talent acquisition representative and, and make them your best friend. I actually had someone that um, I used to work with, the project manager actually, and he texted me and said, man, I'm glad I have a recruiter as a friend. So uh, maybe i have to have him buy me lunch or something. But in all seriousness, just leverage your network, get your resume updated, get your LinkedIn updated, stay positive. Um, you know, this is, this is not going to last forever, but you really need to be prepared for um, kind of the aftershock because the economy is not just going to go right back to normal. The company you're at before is not going to just start hiring again. Um, they're really going to feel the effects and the impact that this has had. So again, just the five things, if you're looking for work, get your resume updated, get your LinkedIn updated, start connecting with, with people who can help you get there, leverage your network. Number three, keep applying, expand your search into areas that maybe you haven't worked in before. Um, number four is utilize a staffing agency. There's so many throughout Utah County and all over the place that you can definitely find something um, that's applicable, that's relevant, that will allow you to continue getting paid. And most staffing agencies, not all of them, but most of them pay every single week. So you can get checks every single Friday, which is amazing, um, especially economic crisis that we're in right now. And the last thing is to stay positive. Don't let, don't let this experience define you, who you are, who you want to be as a professional, because companies are going to start hiring again, and you need to be ready for when that happens. And I guess the last thing, a bonus thing, right, is just to make sure that I am your best friend because I will do whatever I can to help you get a job. Anyway, everyone, that is it for today's episode. I appreciate you listening in, whether you're working from home, on your commute, or continue looking for jobs. Um, reach out to me if you have questions, navigatingtheslopes.hrpod at gmail.com. I would be more than happy to do some research and send over any job descriptions or um, job uh, you know, employers who are looking for, uh, candidates right now and, and help you out as much as you can. So hit that subscribe button if you're not already. So you can be updated with all of the content that's coming out again, weekly podcasts are available on Tuesday mornings. That's it, everybody. Good luck working from home. Best of luck to all of you who may be looking for work right now. Keep on keeping on and we will talk soon.